Coming to you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. All right, try number two. Today is the last show of the week, and that's probably why we had some technical difficulties. We are up and running, though. We are definitely up and running. My name is John Crump. I'm a Virginia director of Gun Owners of America. I'm also an investigative journalist, and I keep an eye on the ATF to go ahead and make sure that they're not trying to screw you over. All right. Let me go ahead and thank our sponsors first before we get into the show. We're going to try an experiment on this show. Our first sponsor is Tusk. Tusk helps us um, do gun transactions once they cut us off so here you go proudly sponsored by TUSC the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind with three second processing times it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet on the planet with lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards it's perfect for your e-commerce needs for gun guys by gun guys visit tusc.network for more information and join the digital revolution and we are also sponsored by black swan tactical black swan tactical your number one source for 2a streetwear with shirts mugs hats patches flags and more there's always something to help you rep the 2a community all proceeds go back into our projects viewers and listeners can take an additional 10 percent off with code crumpy unapologetically pro-gun pro-liberty and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war Okay, and we're back with my guest, Yuta Rimmer, also known as the Pew Pew Jew. How are you doing? Oh, man, I am doing great today. I do have a really quick question. I want to get this out of the way because someone asked me to ask you this. Are you going to the IV-8888 uh, shoot? So two things. A, I haven't been invited, so I don't know if you have to be invited to that. Uh, but B, even if you didn't, I believe it's on a Saturday. It is on a Saturday, and that's what I figured. Yeah, so unfortunately being an Orthodox – I mean not unfortunately that I'm an Orthodox Jew, but being an Orthodox Jew, um, I miss out on a lot of really fun stuff because you know a lot of it's on Friday night, Saturday night. And um, I would – I mean like I said, one day I would love to somehow make it out there, maybe if it's just – you know, spend the day and ogle over everybody shooting fun stuff, but just being there. But uh, other than that, um, I haven't been invited yet. So, okay, uh, yeah, we can fix the invite if you want. It's a Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. Um, here's the uh, thing: Flying Rich really wants to meet you. He wants to try to kidnap you, like he tried to kidnap me. <laughs> I look. If if it's a two day event, um, I can maybe somehow you know maybe leave Saturday night late night, maybe take a red eye flight and where 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 is it again? Georgia, somewhere in Georgia. Georgia. Okay, know. so it's two two and a half hours for me, right? I'm I'm in Texas, so um, it's not crazy to get out there. I just would. As long as all the logistics fall into place, I don't mind coming out for like one day. I think it would be fun to see people, meet people. Um, so, yeah, and if, if Flying Rich wants to pick me up and throw me in the back of a van that says free ammo, I'm, I'm down. Don't even tempt him. You're, <laughs> so you're in Texas, and there is something really interesting going on in Texas. But before we get to that, this is an open line Friday. So what I did is I got a call-in number, 571-310-GUNS, if you want to ask uh, either one of us a question, let me know. But in Texas, something very exciting is going on. 
Yeah. Um, your your uh, your compatriot, your your cohort, uh, Rachel Malone, who is, I believe, the was a director of Gun Owners of America in Texas. Uh, she has been doing mind blowing work to expand our Second Amendment rights here. And after years and years of uh, constitutional carry, not even being able to get out of the House, it passed the House earlier this month. And now uh, today they're debating in the Senate whether or not uh, Texas is going to get constitutional carry. So, you know, people like me and other 2A advocates are kind of sitting on pins and needles waiting to see what happens what do you think Rob is going to happen? All right. Rob, I can't talk to you right now. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that's the one thing with hooking up your cell phone to the actual roadcaster. Whenever someone calls you, you know, it's going to come through. So go ahead. Uh, and what what do you think the chances are of it passing? So, I mean, it seemed at first like it was a sure thing, but then apparently there's a bunch of rhinos and spineless Republicans um, who have balked on it. Uh, last week, uh, Dan Patrick, our lieutenant governor, came out and said that we don't have the votes on it. And then today on, I believe it was the day in the last show, he came out and said, oh, you know, I don't normally do this, but if there's something that doesn't have the votes, I won't bring it to the floor. However, I'll let this one go because it's too important. And, you know, people like me are like, hey, man, you know, grow a set, right? You're the lieutenant governor. Clearly, you're claiming to be very conservative. Clearly, you're claiming to be that you're pro 2A. However, when it comes to this, don't don't tell us that there's no votes. You go do your job and find those votes. Get those Republicans to vote. Um, I believe we need 18 votes and we're missing a bunch as of, you know, that's last I heard. So, um I would love to see it happen. Uh, Greg Abbott said he would sign it into law if if it does happen. So it's it's all going on right now. Uh, I mean, currently people are sitting there in Austin giving testimony, and it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. Considering there's been a bunch of other states that have got constitutional carry, and you know Texas is lagging way behind. Yeah, right now I think uh, Louisiana just got it or something like that. So I think there's 21 now. Is there 21? I know 20 or 21. Yeah, and it was 20 until like today. Until today. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy because, you know, everyone thinks that Texas is a bunch of gun-toting cowboys and super two-way friendly. I mean, now, yes, granted, coming from Los Angeles, Texas is a dream. However... We are far from being the two-way bastion of freedom that the rest of the world and the rest of the country think we are. Yeah, uh, that is something that um, is definitely something that we have to oh, – uh, I, I look forward to. Uh, one thing about Texas is Virginia used to have less gun laws than Texas up until rec- really recently. A lot of people yeah. are like that. Yeah, I mean, like I said – Texas is not where it should be. They claim to be the leader in everything. Um, but when it comes to gun rights, they are, are I mean, far from being the leaders uh, with gun rights. So I would very much like to see constitutional carry passed. There is a group of firearms instructors, licensed to carry instructors, that are speaking out against constitutional carry. Why do you think they're doing that? Oh, it's all about the money, right? They see it as, you know, with everything going on, I'm sure that their their income has quadrupled this past year, right? I, you know, with between Antifa, Black Lives Matter, the you know, the virus, everything going on. I mean, 15 million new gun owners, right? So lots of them, I'm sure, are in Unknown Texas. Name. Uh, lots of them, I'm sure, are in Texas. So for them... Um, Right, let's having this call. This is Fireside Chats. Hey, John. <laughs> I want to be the first caller. I, fig- I figured you did. This is, uh, yeah, you, you know who this is, right? 
I'm going to guess by the last comment is I want to be the first caller, but John asked my question. It's Flying Rich. Yeah, what is up, Flying yes, Rich? Is. Flying Rich from YouTube. Are you crashing planes All today? Right, so I actually have – no, I have not crashed any planes today. Yesterday? Uh, but hopefully I'll – not yesterday either. Wow. So, that must uh, be a record. But I have good practice with model airplanes also. So – Wait, my question is always when I, I watch some of the hearing uh, CloverTech was playing the Texas hearing. When they do that, they, they always say, you know, the, the streets will run red with blood because fill in the blank. You know, they use some gun requirement. Don't doesn't anybody use like logic and say that hasn't happened in the state where they do. It hasn't happened in Louisiana. In Texas, they were saying that when they were going to allow CCWs to open carry, they were saying the streets would run red with blood. I, I'm so sick of hearing that. I, do you guys have any you know, comments on that? Well, they, they said that uh, back in the late 90s when uh, concealed carry was first getting kicked off around the country that the streets were going to run red with blood. And we actually have seen the opposite happen. So, I mean, it's, it's a technique, right? Yeah. Most of them know that's not going to happen. Most of them know it's just propaganda and it's just rhetoric, but it pulls an emotional response out of people. And that's one of the reasons why they use it because they want to get this emotional response. They don't want to fight on logic and facts because that's where they lose on. They lose on that big time. It's not even close. So they want to shift the conversation away from something that they would lose on to something that they can win on. And that is emotion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I agree. And, And keep in mind, right. What's the, what's the, the bottom line of all gun control, right? All comes down to control and power. So anything that they can do, to scare the public, to, to invoke this fear over something that would take away their power, they're going to use it. Yeah, it's, it's all about control. Control is the key word in this. Uh, gun is secondary. If, if they can maintain power by scaring the general public, that's what they're going to do. You got to realize that there is a lot more Wayne LaPierre's on the anti-gun side. People that basically uh, grift their way through the anti-gun side to get money. Uh, There's the Mm -hmm. Shannon Watts and all the other people out there who just grift their way through and they take money of these billionaires who actually do hate the Second Amendment. It's not about making us safer. It's about their fundamental hatred for the Second Amendment, where people like Bloomberg, and then you have other people like uh, Shannon Watts, who are basically grifters. Yeah. So my my second question, my wife, uh, my wife and I were both from New York. My wife's Jewish, and her family is very liberal, and she they just infuriate her. Now she's conservative. She's not Hasidic. I was just wondering what Yehuda's uh, impression was as far as, you know, the Jewish community with Second Amendment rights and whether they're more conservative or, or liberal. So you, in, in order to answer that, you, you really have to kind of break it down into three categories, right? And what I'm about to say is not a blanket statement on any of the categories. However, Reformed and conservative Judaism, and I don't mean conservative in terms of their political beliefs, but more conservative in terms of their religious beliefs. Um, So reformed and conservative Judaism many, many times tend to swing left, right? They tend to be more liberal. They tend to believe in politics as a religion before Judaism. Again, that's not a blanket statement. I have tons of friends who are conservative and reformed Jews who are incredibly pro-2A. Then you have Orthodox Jews. Now, Orthodox Jews are a super, just a, a, a different league of their own because within Orthodoxy, you do have your, you do have your anti-gunners. There's no question about that. But more often than not, you will find Orthodox Jews aligning with the Second Amendment. Now, they might not be 
gun owners and they might not want to have anything to do with guns or even own them. However, they will be in support of the Second Amendment because they do understand what it represents. You have a lot of Orthodox Jews who are gun owners who are very quiet about their gun ownership because they don't want to become pariahs in the community. They don't want to, you know, keep in mind on our Sabbath from Friday night to Saturday night, we don't have electronics, we don't use TVs, we don't do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we get together with other families on Saturday afternoon um, and our kids are, you know, having play dates and all of that kind of thing, all of that kind of stuff. So if you are a gun owner, a lot of times people who are might, might be, against guns don't want to send their kids to your house so you'll have a lot of uh jews who are gun owners not talk about it then you have the very Mm -hmm. few then you have the very 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 small minute category of jews who are like me who are not only pro 2a and pro gun but are very vocal about firearms ownership and defending the second amendment so that's really kind of a, a you know, a, a very short breakdown of the of Jews and guns in the country today. Nice. Yeah. And my experience, you know, just from New York is most Jews in New York or that come from New York and then down to Palm Beach here are very liberal and aren't very Second Amendment proponents, which just I, I always have a difficult time and my wife does to try and understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have, look, I'm from Los Angeles originally, right? So I, I know what you're saying. Unfortunately, um, you would think that Jews would be, uh, yeah. Oh, look, Gorillas and Guns just said that. You would think that despite our history, Jews would be incredibly pro gun. But at, at the same time, um, it, it, what I find is that it really comes down to it's an irrational fear. I mean, just t- take Jews out of the picture. John, I'm sure you've dealt with people who are anti-gun because it's an irrational fear of the tool. But Absolutely. once you get right, – right, exactly. But once you get them say, hey, look, you might not like it, but try shooting this, right? Start with a twenty-two. Guess what? They shoot it and they're like, wow, much less scary than I thought. And then, you know, you graduate them – up uh, upwards in caliber until they're finally shooting you know friggin I, I have a friend who never shot before and I, he shot my 22 and next thing i know the guy is outside shooting a 50 barrett right and and he's like this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever i'm like i'm like hey welcome to the club buddy you know we've all been there so it really comes down to it it's just a really an irrational fear yeah um, yeah I, I think you're very right about that rich i got a question for you <laughs> So okay. you you are going to the IV eighty eight eighty eight shoot right? Correct. Yeah, only a nine hour drive for me. Okay, are you going to room in with Hank and Lola in their van? <laughs> uh, no, I got my own place. Uh, there's I got two rooms and there's four of us meeting up. Oh, what? Where are you staying? Uh, I, I'd have to look. I I booked. You know, like a month ago. So I got two rooms, and there's uh, I'm writing up one of three people, and Joe Shooting Gallery New England is getting the other spot. Oh, but I'll, I'll I'll send you the message. I'll look up my reservation. Yeah, I don't know where I'm staying at. Um. Oh, okay. I didn't book it. So yeah, whatever the cheapest place in town was, so with free breakfast. That's probably where we're staying at. Uh, GOA booked it for me, so that's probably where I'm staying at. GOA doesn't like to spend money on things like that. Good to know. Lawsuit's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I'm real excited about Iraq Veteran, and I hope to see you both there. All right. That works for me, man. Hey, 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 Yuda. Hey, guys. Yeah. Huda. Yeah. I can't, I can't I mispronounce your name. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. Um, Tell me, tell me something. You have a uh, announcement of a book that's coming out, right? Yes. I am so excited. I am releasing my seventh book, hopefully um, later next week. I've been, I've been dealing with a lot of, um, technical issues with the book in terms of, uh, you know, uh, punctuation and just small little nitpicking things that 
I'm I'm not happy until it's perfect, but um, ten little gun grabbers. Yes, there uh, you got the social media department banning the Second Amendment, and it is going to be. It's a book that is just a super fun book about all the different things that you know the gun grabbers want to take. You know that that red flag laws and the universal background checks and uh i mean what i'm gonna say it's part of the book but you know 30 round magazine clips and and a lot of very fun things in the book and what happens when they are um confronted by you know law-abiding or or responsible gun owners so it's going to be a just a very fun coffee table style book how uh, who did the drawings for it? My my same guy. Um, the same guy that this, did the other one. Same guy that's done uh, six of my other books. Sorry, five of my other books. Um, and this guy is just. I mean, his, his talent knows no bounds. I mean, I'll be like, hey man, you know, this is the type of style I want for this upcoming book, and he'll be like, yeah, no problem, and like totally different than any of my other stuff and he ceases i mean he just doesn't stop amazing me with his talents and um super easy to work with i mean he he, he lives in ukraine so i use uh upwork as my uh mode of operation with him and this guy is just i mean he's worth to me every single penny yeah, it sounds like it. Um, you want to get into my story that I found out that I just dropped today? Do it. Let's do it. I, I might have missed it because my doctor, my kids have doctor's appointments, but let's do it. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so when you go through a uh, FBI uh, check, a NICS check, it checks multiple databases. It checks uh, the III, the NICS index, NCIC, and FFF, which is the Foreign Fugitive File. And it checks to see if you're on there. Now, being on the Foreign Fugitive File does not mean that you are wanted in the United States. And it does not mean you're prohibited from buying a firearms in the United States. It just means that there's an Interpol alert. Interpol is the international police. And Interpol alert for you so you could be uh wanted in another country for something that's not against the law in the united states and protected in the united states and the united states isn't going to arrest you or extradite you or anything else like that for being on this list and it doesn't even prevent you from buying a gun but what happens is if you get dinged for being on this list the uh fbi will call the FFL um, after you leave and compel them to give over all your personal information to them. And what they do is pass it on to Interpol, which passes it on to whatever country the warrant's out of. So think about that. That's kind of scary, right? Especially for people who have warrants for something that's totally not illegal here like for being like a political dissident and now you just gave all their information over to the country that is seeking them what that country does with them maybe they just surveil them maybe they'll do something more extreme we don't know because they don't put any type of restrictions they just says they just say here you go here's all their information that's crazy um yeah that's that's Wow, scary, um, right? Yeah, that's 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 very scary for anybody who, you know, it's like the no fly list, right? You know, I could be accidentally put on a no fly list. I go to a, my local gun shop, buy something new, and the next thing I know, well, whatever though, you know, whoever put me on that no fly list, whether it's international or not, but so they're basically track. So my question is, does a FFL need to give over that information uh yes they are compelled to give her that information or the, uh they'll uh it i mean it's not really clear but it makes it seem like they are compelled and have to give her that information 
Because it is the FBI running. Audited or, or. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I can't say for sure that it's 100% required, but uh, looking in the manual, it makes it definitely seem like it's required. The funny thing is when uh, we FOIA'd the ATF, GOA FOIA'd the ATF, they provided the, the, the manual, right? And there's no, uh, and the whole page was like blanked out. Uh, and so we FOIA the manual and, um, so I had to go through, we, we had to get through other sources and get the manual to see what they were trying to hide. And that's one of the things that they were trying to hide. That, the what, that, that, that they were passing information on to Interpol. Wow. They didn't want us to know that, but I have sources. We have sources. We can get information. That is actual. I mean, that's that's wild. I mean, am I surprised? Not not one bit, you know. But still, crazy to hear. Yeah, it, it's very very crazy. Um, it's one of those things where I wouldn't think that they would. Well. I, I kind of would think that they would do it. One of those things I would hope they wouldn't do, but they do. Um, I don't think that information should be used for that. We've been told for a long time that that information is only used to verify that you're legally eligible to buy a firearm. That seems yeah. like it's not really the case. Just it's, it's amazing to me how much we don't know going on behind the scenes that come out. And who knows how long all this stuff has been going on? Yeah, it is. Uh, hold on for one second. Fireside chats. This is John. Hello, uh, just a viewer who just wanted to come say hello, and I really appreciate all the work you do for everybody. No, oh, thank you especially, so much. What's your name? Especially all the. Uh, go by the the handle dragoon but okay yeah. this is your idea <laughs> you hit me up <laughs> yeah like like two hours ago so I'm still yeah. out. i work fast trying to work it out more but i'll get it done i think it looks like it's working pretty well so far yeah yeah i'm just gonna i'm going to probably route it through another phone in the future so i don't have like personal calls coming through at the same time. But, but yeah. one question I did have is uh, like, because you, you talk about a lot of all this somewhat like supposedly confidential information, do you ever feel like, or like you release it to the public. Do you ever feel like you're now on like a certain government list or any kind of, bad actors coming after you. I know it kind of sounds a bit conspiracy, but uh, it was just something I was just wondering. Uh, I, I'm sure. I mean, I know for a fact that uh, the highest people in the ATF knows who I am uh, and they do watch what I do. Uh, I know for a fact. Um, my sources have told me that. So, haha. <laughs> <laughs> but as for them to be proud of. Yeah, well, as for them coming after me, uh, I don't know about that uh, for a couple different reasons. One, uh, I'm a journalist, and I'm a credentialed journalist, so I have freedom of the press. So I can always use that. Two, uh, I have a really good legal team uh, with some really high-powered lawyers that are uh, that back me up. Um, so I have those lawyers um, behind me. Uh, and the third reason is I know a lot of congressmen and senators. So that kind oh, of gave okay. me a little bit of protection. Good to hear. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm kind of uh, uh, connected. So um, it, it, they, I, I think they would go after more of someone who – isn't as well connected then yeah. go after, you know, someone that, you know, is kind of well connected. Oh, okay. So, I mean, but that's why I do what I do is because 
a lot of people aren't really well connected. Uh, my sources maybe are at more of a risk, but most of them are like diehard, you know, oh, the Second Amendment is Second Amendment. It's, it is the right of the people to know this information as well that these people are trying to encroach on God-given rights. But yeah, um, but they would have attorneys too. Um, they would have whistleblower status and a bunch of other stuff. So, I mean, there is a concern. Um, they they could make my life hard, but they wouldn't be able to like destroy it or anything like that. Make make it a pain in the ass for a little bit, but yeah. Okay, and uh, just one final question I had was. Uh, how do you feel about the new uh, supposed bill that they're putting into, into the Senate about uh, lowering the age to buy handguns? I absolutely agree with lowering the age of buying handgun. If you can serve in the military and you're a legal adult, then why not? you got to remember, the law doesn't prevent you from carrying a handgun at 18. It just prevents you from Go or even buying a handgun, you can still do private sales in most cases. It just prevents you from going through a next check. And for example, in Virginia, we have universal background checks now. Unless you are between the ages of 18 and 20, and then you don't have to go through a universal background check if you buy a handgun from a private sale because you're allowed to buy a handgun, you're allowed to carry it. So I don't see why they wouldn't just you know, make everything uniform across the board and let, you know, 18-year-olds buy handguns from uh, licensed dealers because isn't that what they want? Everyone to go to a licensed dealer instead of, you know, private yeah. sale? Like, I, because, yeah, I completely agree because that's basically what stopped me from going through a licensed dealer. I had to build my own instead yeah, because yeah. Uh, not legal age yet, yeah. And and that's totally legal. So I would love to see them lower it to eighteen years of age. Um, Yuda, what do you think, Yuda? Oh, absolutely! If you can serve in the military, you should, yourself should be able to own and carry a firearm. A firearm. I mean, I mean, you can fire a tank gun at eighteen, and they're going to put you in charge of you know fully automatic uh, rifles in the military at eighteen. So I don't see why you wouldn't be able to buy a a firearm, anything. No, uh, absolutely. There's, I, I don't think there's any reason that there shouldn't be, a, 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 that people should be able to own them at 18. Yeah. So I fully support that bill and GOA fully Sounds supports good. it too. So yeah, thank you for your time, Mr. Crump. Uh, uh, don't, enjoy don't the rest me, of your podcast. John. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye. God, you, you were just aged like 20 years, right? Dude, yeah. I don't go, man, like when I'm like 90, I'm still not going to be Mr. Crump. Look, you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've had a lot of people call me Mr. Reamer too. And as much as, and I'm talking about people like who don't really know me. Right. But I will tell you something as much as we hate it because it ages us. The fact that Mr. Dragoon over there called you Mr. Crump and is showing you respect because it's your show. It's, uh, you know, kudos to him. You don't see a lot of people nowadays using Mr. Mrs. Thank you. I, I, I chalked that up as, you know, you know, just a matter of respect. And- oh, it definitely is. I definitely do appreciate it. Uh, you got to remember, I come from the Silicon Valley world where... You know, yeah, it, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, I've been working in the Silicon Valley world um, my whole adult life, so we never really used any misters or whatever. So I'll tell you, my, kid, my kids all call people Mr. and Mrs. unless specifically told by the adult, please call me so-and-so. Yeah, yeah, my kids oh. do the same thing. I I raise my kids to do the same thing. It's just it, let's just put it this way: it's nice to see, and I don't know how old Mister Dragoon is, but it's nice to see people who are still, you know, have some sense of respect 
even if you're five, six years older than him. I mean, I, I don't know the age, but um, you know what I'm saying. It's just, that's still a matter of respect. So kudos to him. Yeah, he is 20 years old. Yeah, I mean, I believe that you, you should respect people no matter like what age they are. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, that's one thing that a lot of people, older people, uh, like I'm in my mid-40, I'm 45. So a lot of people that are around our age get kind of reversed they're like oh they should respect me because i'm older than them well you know what you should respect them because they're a human well yes obviously i i I, I, yeah i know what you're not not saying you i'm just saying right i i can't even tell you how many times i've got in trouble uh back in school because you know obviously in judaism you're taught to obviously stand up for your elders and and if they like if, if your rabbi walks into the room you stand up as a matter of respect and there have been so many times that some of the rabbis I had deserve not one ounce of respect. And I let them know. And it was got me in some hot water numerous times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I got an argument with a priest one time, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, respect, uh, you know, it's like respect is earned, not given. And then, uh, you know, I, I kind of think that you, 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 or if you want me to respect you, you got to respect me. Well, you know what? That's a two way street, too. Oh, absolutely. So if, if you don't respect people until they respect you, then what if they have the same philosophy as you? Well, maybe if everyone just doesn't be dicks to each other. That is that that is a very very good point. Don't be dicks to each other because. <laughs> okay, so so I'll tell you, my first one of my first um, my first gun rights policy conference I went to. I've never been there. Uh, I want to go. You haven't been there? No, I want to go though. Gotta, you don't want to go? No, I want to go. It's just uh, every time that they have it for like five years in a row, something's been going on in that weekend. All right, I hear that. Besides this um, year, which I would have been able to go, but so right. <laughs> so this year, this year the GRPC is uh, digital. However, the they're doing AmCon, which is the Alternative Mass Media Conference, uh, which is a fantastic conference of two days. Um, really, what's well, sorry, one day just talking about every, like people who are in the media world, uh, in the gun media world, if they have like strong suits and. They'll go and talk about their, their uh, what they do. So my first AmCon was three years ago. It was the first year. And here is this beautiful woman, Sarah Cade. I, I'm pretty sure you know Sarah, right? Yes. Okay, so Sarah's sitting there, and um, they're talking about, you know, being that second amendments for everyone right and uh, can, Sarah can i interrupt like, you one for one second yeah please uh i just want to say everyone out there uh girl lives in guns mom has been in the hospital for five weeks uh she's he's gonna about to do a video call he wants to, he's about to jump off that's why i want to get this out there uh his yeah. mom needs our prayer so if everyone can say a prayer or just have a kind thought if you're not religious or whatever that would be great um you know, we got to all come together as a two-way community. Uh, and Scott, you know, if you ever need anything, just hit me up. All right. You know, sorry for interrupting you. Oh, no, no he, problem. He was about to um, jump off, so I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, before. yeah, of course. Uh, obviously, yeah, that's totally cool. Um, and thoughts and prayers to him and his uh, mom. Uh, so we're sitting there and talking about the Second Amendment's for everyone. And Sarah Cade, who's basically a self-avowed liberal gun owner, she just gets up there and she goes, you want to know how to bring more liberal gun owners into the mix? And straight out, she goes, don't be a dick. And the whole place just started laughing. And she's right. And it's the same thing with in life in general. Just be nice and respectful to each other. And God, so many problems this country has would heal itself. Yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot a lot of problems would heal itself if we just be nice to each other. You know? Yeah, if, if people sometimes don't do that. It's it's just one of those things where it's, it's a simple thing to do. 
Now yeah. there's a time to be a dick to people. But oh, absolutely. If I'm oh, not going to say there's, you should be nice to everyone no matter what. Oh, I mean, I I deal with neo-Nazi a-holes on my Instagram page all the time. Right? Those, those are the people that you can be a dick to. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, how's that going? We talked about that before. Has that gotten any better? Or are they still around? Uh, you know, they, they come out of the woodworks when I post things, certain things. Um, this week, I actually was called a Nazi sympathizer by a, a, an apparent Jewish guy. I, I don't know who this person is. He followed me on Instagram. And he, on one of my posts, he called out... Um, Brandon Herrera, the AK guy, who is a very close personal friend. And basically because Brandon follows some other Instagram account, some gun guy who makes memes. um, I I forgot the page. um, Who who apparently has posted some things from, I don't know, some guy who dealt with the Nazis. This guy pinpointed Brandon Herrera calling him, uh, you know, because, oh my God, it was so confusing because, because Brandon Herrera followed this page and didn't call this guy out for posting Nazi things. Could it be he didn't see him? Brandon I, Herrera for like a thousand people. Yeah. I mean, a, a, absolutely. I mean, definitely, uh, definitely. And so Brandon Herrera was like, dude, where are you coming from? He goes like me and the Pew Pew Jew are good friends. Like what, what are you talking about? And then, this guy came at me saying, I must be a Nazi sympathizer because I'm not calling out Brandon Herrera, who's not calling out. And then it just kept going and it just kept going darker and darker. And finally, after like two days of this guy harassing me, he finally said, oh, man, I know you're trying to ignore me. You might as well block me because if you don't, I'm going to keep coming after you. And I'm like, yeah, OK, block like. Thanks for the suggestion. It's, he was like playing like six degrees of uh, Nazi sympathizers. Yeah, I mean, like literally. Instead of six I degrees mean, of Kevin Bacon, you know? Yeah, no, that, that's exactly what it is. And like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, and like, I called Brandon, I'm like, dude, and this all happened Saturday night, right? Like, my Sabbath ended, my phone went on, I'm checking things, and all of a sudden, like, my whole Instagram account is blowing up with. Nazi stuff because I that you me what you, what you hear a ring I do not my phone's on silent right here oh oh hold on <laughs> okay that was sorry someone was calling me on an app I'm sorry Go no ahead. problem no yeah so it's just crazy it's like it, it like my phone was just my whole social media was blowing up because from this one guy because I wouldn't call out Brandon Herrera who, like I said, is a close personal friend of mine and who has helped me immensely since my books have come out. Like I, I I honestly don't believe Brandon Herrera has a anti-Semitic or racist bone in his body. And it, it, it's just, wow. It was, it was a week. It, It was just, it was just a, Fun. I mean, like literally, I've been called, I was called a Nazi sympathizer. Like, okay, <laughs> like I, I got nothing. Yeah, it's, Tony Simon was called. Um, like attorneys trying to get in touch with me about something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's what something you said. <laughs> no, no, it's it's it's, it's probably probably about chickens. Um. <laughs> Uh, my my attorney raises chickens, so sometimes he just calls me about his chickens. <laughs> Ooh, I got another leak coming in. Hold on, from somebody else. Okay. Uh, <laughs> FBI is gonna hate me. 
So I, I got a leak coming in through one of my encrypted chats, and then my lawyer is telling me about chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about throwing them for a whirlwind, you know? They're, they're like, wait, is this guy doing, you know, spying no. on us? Or is he freaking talking about chickens? Come on. No, no, it's really funny because my encrypted chat, my lawyer talked to me through my encrypted chat and sort of my contacts. So I'm getting and my lawyer talking to me to my Krypton child about chickens. And, and so I got something very like, you know, I got some eggs. Uh, do you want me to bring you over? Do you want me to drop off some eggs next time we meet? Go okay, ahead with chickens. And then I got this other leak coming out. So it's just like. That's funny. It's, it's funny. You can use encrypted chat. By, uh, yeah. Yeah, um that that is big. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh there is a big story that's gonna be coming down in the next probably couple of days. I was gonna take you tomorrow off. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So uh getting back to the story. Sorry about that, guys. Sometimes life comes at you fast and uh I was like, damn, I don't want your damn eggs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do, I do. They're actually really good eggs. They're like free range and everything else like that. Um, so uh, getting back to Kermit Loves Bacon. That is the best name ever, man. Kermit Loves Bacon. <laughs> you know, Muppets freak me out, man. I can't watch the Muppet movie. My uh, my five-year-old is very into Muppet Babies now. And he, he walks around going, waka, waka. All day. Dude, Muppets freak me out. I'm serious. They give me the heebie-jeebies. They give, make me anxious. <laughs> like one of my weird the quirks, you know? Oh, yeah. All right. So we got about uh, 12 minutes left. I want to uh, talk to you about a uh, couple different things here. Okay. And one is the last time you came on. Let's talk about kosher bacon now. Um, last time you came on. Uh, I've noticed that picture behind you and I was going to ask you about it, but I totally forgot. So I made a note to ask you about that picture and I almost forgot again. So I, on my website, the pewpewjew.com, um, obviously, you know, I sell a lot of fun stuff, mm-hmm. t-shirts, hats, mugs, all that stuff. Um, but I had a category, uh, drop down for art and that's actually, I am a, MP5 is my favorite gun of all time. Um, I I am absolutely dying to get my hands. I don't even care if it's fully automatic. I just want an MP5, um, SP5. I don't even know. There's a, a buddy of mine in Frisco here who makes them, so I'm trying to work with him on getting one. And the serial number is going to be not kosher because it's going to be a Jewish guy owning a German gun. So it's going to be not kosher. Um but that aside, um, I tried to make a lot of gun art. So that is one of my pieces that I made. Um, oh, you made that? Yeah, I designed it. Oh, wow. I like it. I, I really do like it. I'll, I'll, I can send you the file. You can print it out yourself. It didn't go over so well on my website. So uh, I, I stopped selling it. But um, you stopped se- oh. something I designed. You stopped selling it, really? Yeah, I, like I said, it was. I, I put up a bunch, like six or seven pieces of uh, design that I made uh, in poster format, and nothing sold. So, um, but I can, I can, we'll, we'll work something out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, that is uh, really good. I would have bought it. Well, look, Instagram's been absolutely throttling everything I post in terms of my books, in terms of image. I mean, anything that I'm selling, you know, I, they they throttle me. I mean, I I can't even sell my my books through uh through Instagram. They've been flagged. Um, yeah, my shirt's been flagged for my yeah, anything I, from Black Swan Tactical, and I don't sell guns. On there. Yeah, I don't sell guns either, but anything, everything that I've tried to open up an Instagram shop, I mean, I think you can maybe see like two items. Um, yeah, it's it's been rough. So 
you know, uh, maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll open up that um, that uh, that page again to get different posters up and start working on that again. Hey, do you guys out there and and Huda, do you want a little tease about the information that I have? Oh heck yeah, let's let's hear it. The F I have concrete proof that the FBI is breaking the law. <laughs> I mean, look, not not to be a Debbie Downer, right? But tell us something we don't know. You know what I'm saying? No, but I have proof, like 100% indisputable proof now. Okay, well. I'm like something excited. they can't run away from. And they know that they're breaking the law. Well, um, I'm excited. <laughs> yep. There you go. Thank you, FBI people out there who want to shed light on all this. Because, you know, it's like, uh, you know, if you want to, you know, sunshine is the best disinfectant. Yep, absolutely. So look out for that in a few days. Uh, Before we go, because we only got seven minutes left, I also want to point out I relaunched my uh, Discord because Discord took out my old account. Which is weird because I don't post anything controversial on Discord. And um, I like. I thought Discord's Discord's like the Wild West. Like, they don't care what you post. Apparently, they don't like me. I was uh, banned or I created another account. They pay me for being a dangerous person. Uh, so that that's the FBI and ATF talking. <laughs> yeah, may, maybe they, maybe Mr. Dragoon was right about that. <laughs> yeah, I got kicked off Facebook and Discord at the same time. But not Instagram. Not Instagram. You've had some instances of Instagram where you've been banned oh. from going live, right? Oh, God. So it started in November. I posted something and they banned me for two months. Um, and that was brutal uh, because I, I enjoy very much going live. I really enjoy bringing even so, – sometimes I'll even do like ask me a question and I'll bring on followers of mine to talk to me, uh, you know, for like give them like three minutes airtime basically – I really enjoy interacting with my followers and they banned me. And then uh, I finally got back like February 7th. And then on February 14th on Valentine's day, I posted a picture of the head of Hezbollah and it said, are you a tunnel? Cause I'm digging you. And as a, you know, Valentine's day meme, and that got me nicked and got me a two and a half month ban, which was just lifted last week. That's so, crazy. So literally, literally, Instagram picked a Muslim terrorist over me. You know what? That doesn't surprise me, though. No, man, me neither. Um, when I worked at Facebook, uh, there it was very common to see people hanging up a uh, picture of a Karl Marx or having Karl Marx as their internal uh, pit, uh, profile picture. And, and it's like, dude, it, they're all like 20 year olds and they don't understand history. Yeah. It's, it's, it's scary. Um, and not all 20 year olds are like that. Uh, you know, it's just these are the millennials that you hear about. You don't, but there is a lot of millennials out there that's actually on our side. And I think we really need to cultivate those people and, and give them support. Um, because right now, like, they're being indoctrinated. And to break yeah. through that indoctrination shows a lot of, you know, strong beliefs. And I think they're going to be the future for us. I, I hear, um, look, there's a couple of groups, you know, uh, Young Americans for Freedom or Young Americans Foundation, whatever it is, YAF, Turning Point. You know, they ha- you have some great organizations that are, are on campuses fighting and, and really cultivating it. Um, 
I think what you need to be doing also is not just not just relying on campuses. I think there needs to be a national organization that is kind of like a one-stop shop to cultivate those millennials, call a, a place they can all call home um, without having to worry, you know, like, oh, this, this group is going to that campus, that group's going to this campus. Like, no, like one group, um, not to take away the other ones that are going to campuses, but kind of like w- think of it as grunt style for millennials, right? Like one place that they can all go to and and – just connect. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to see that. And millennials, they know a lot about internet technology and social media and stuff. So do I, but I'm one of the rare exceptions being like a 45 year old who knows about all the, like the TikToks and everything like that. And the only reason why I know that is because I helped develop a lot of that stuff. So, well, of course I know about it, but you know, uh, it would be good to get a, a lot more of, of them in there. Cause they understand the way the world is going to work in the future. One second, John. So if you've developed, if you've helped develop this stuff, when is crumpy social media coming out and we can call them if someone sends messages, we can call them crumpets. That's a good idea. I'm going to go patent that. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, to even deal with it, I mean, you've, have you ever dealt with Silicon Valley? Thank God, no. I have zero interest. Like, I'm talking about, like, nothing. No oh. interest. Okay. So, uh, the Valley. So um, I'm from the Valley. I am from the Valley. Yeah. I am a Valley boy. Menlo but San Fernando. Yeah, whether it's a Mountain View, Menlo Park, or any of those... San Jose areas. Um, but they're very, very left leaning so much. So that if you're center left, they view you as a white, uh, a right wing extremist. So when they think of the center, they're thinking of the center of the valley and then they're transposing it on the rest of the nation. And that's why they're like, oh, we're not biased. We're right down the middle. We're actually, you know, we might be left wing, but we're we're running this right down the middle. And right. the thing is, they're maybe for the Silicon Valley, but not anywhere else. Um, and th- And that's one of the big issues. And they don't get that. And I, I've been in meetings, and that's why conservatives like myself, I, I left Silicon Valley, um, like and other conservatives that worked in Silicon Valley. You know, you you last, I lasted like twenty years before I was like, dude, I'm I'm done. But uh, most people, um, uh, most people who are a conservative lean just don't last long uh you know you have like the the rare exceptions like the peter thills and stuff like that uh the the uh the palmer luckies but most of the people just don't last long in silicon valley just because they get pushed out for being conservative or they just get so frustrated and they leave one of my really good friends is a trans woman who keeps the fact that she is a well she kept the fact that she is um a conservative hidden until she was exposed on on a twitter group that exposes the conservative in silicon valley or you know i live on the east coast but i work for silicon valley companies i just didn't give up you know (laughs) but uh she lived out there and they attacked her. They called her every name in the book. They said that she was a traitor and, you know, she was a white supremacist and she was anti LGBTQ and she felt like a post op, you know, uh, like a trans person. So you can't get more, you can't get more to the trans side than can get an Yeah, no, seriously. But. Uh, the, the, like these are like straight people. Oh, you're so anti-LGBT because you're conservative. Hey, close it. Close the door. 
or not. Yeah, well, right. we're, we're done anyway. There's, there's my five-year-old going into my bathroom, and I don't know if you can hear. He's paying a storm. Nah, that's fine. We're done anyway. I got a four and a seven-year-old. I'm very used to that. Oh, um, God. <laughs> But yeah, let me do my my my, my final thing. Then yeah, um, do it. I, then I'll give you the final word. Uh, we're gonna be doing a live Virginia Reloaded this Saturday. Next Saturday, Virginia Reloaded is gonna be recorded, which I already recorded most with uh, Nick Freitas, who's gonna be who gave me an awesome interview. I can't wait for you guys to see it. The reason why we're doing that is because a week from Saturday will be the two hundredth episode of Fireside Chats. I'm going to have a bunch of guests. Who You're more than welcome. You're going to get the invite. And whoever shows up, shows up. Uh, I'm not going to really even uh, say who's going to show up because I have no idea. I'm just going to send out the invite to a bunch of people. We'll have up to 10 people here. And, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Go to crumpy.com for all my links. I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash John Crump. And with that, you you got the final word. Uh, yeah, if anyone wants to follow me, see uh, what I do, um, definitely hit me up on Instagram at the Pew Pew Jew. You can go to my website, thepewpewjew.com, and see all my books and really fun swag, T-shirts, hats, mugs, hoodies, all that kind of stuff. And um, I'm very Miriam accessible. Miriam Denatali. Well, I'm very accessible, so uh, just reach out to me, and I'll, I'll make sure to get back to you. All right, guys, that is it. We'll see you later. Once again, my name is John Crump. That's the little Matthew behind me. And we are out of here. Keep it well, guys. <laughs>